From Potomac Fund Management, this is the Conquer Risk Podcast. Join us as we discuss the business of running an RIA firm and the practice of investment management. And now, our hosts. Welcome to the Conquer Risk Podcast. My name is Manish Kata. And today we have a special edition of the season three finale where we are bringing on more than just one guest here. So with me, I have Jeff Goodnote. Jennifer Burton and Christopher Norton, which make up the uh, majority of the gang here at Potomac. And so what we wanted to accomplish uh, on this finale is to to recap what has been an unbelievable year, not only outside of the business, but also in the world. We've all had our struggles. We've all had our success. And so we wanted to recap, you know, each pillar of Potomac, you know, what we did well, what we struggled with, and just kind of go back and forth and have this conversation. A lot of times when business owners talk, it comes up, you know, what's the one thing that leads to success? And frankly, the answer is it's never one thing. It's operations, it's marketing, in our business, it's investment management. And so, you know, everything has to be hitting. All the cylinders have to be firing. So we have all the cylinders on today. So first things first, uh, Jennifer Burton, uh, she's been in operations for years and also recently, uh, with the title of Director of Advisor Experience. So she kind of runs the gamut with back office and advisor experience. So Jennifer, first and foremost, uh, welcome. I know this is your, your first uh, entrance into the podcast, so you're, uh, you can shake out the butterflies here in the first couple minutes. Thanks. Um, it took a while to get an yeah, invite. So, yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, that's on top. Got to earn your stripes. Yeah, but anyway. Yeah. So, well, actually, you just need to get lights and, uh, and a microphone. Great. Um, Strong point. But, uh, you know, with that being said, uh, quite a year. Uh, what uh, would you do all year? This year is, has been a lot. I, I think we're, we're close to, if not doubled, our AUM. Um, it's been a lot on, on operations. We have... Uh, you know, come up with these new systems and new ways to onboard reps. And we have been very successful at doing so. Um, For years, we have looked at all these technology pieces and tried to find a seamless way to onboard a rep from proposal to getting the account opened. And every technology firm either promises 100% and delivers 80%, or you just get 75%. So we found a way to kind of piece these items together and offer clients a way to utilize the multi-managers, do the DocuSign, uh, which is definitely necessary in this current pandemic. And, um, and, and it has just attracted a lot of assets. And with that, we have had to um, find some additional staff you know, double your AUM, you pretty much have to double your operations. And that was really a struggle, more so than I thought, um, given the current job market. But we got a lot of resumes that just weren't relevant to the industry and what we needed. Um, and so why, why, like, you know, you and I work closely on that. What was, what was, what was the hard part there? It's just the, the relevant experience? I think so. It was the relevant experience or just trying to find the right person that would fit our company. And our our company is unique in that we're small, we're a close kind of knit culture, um, a different culture than people that are coming from these large corporations where there is 200 people and they're used to having 
the stepping stones of career options. Potomac is just, it's more lateral and it's different. So trying to find that right employee, it was a little bit challenging. But with that said, we have hired two operations associates now in the past, what, 10 weeks? And I have really high hopes for both of them. They've hit the ground running and they're doing an awesome job. So I was kind of curious. So Doc, Jen, you saw it. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Jeff. Go ahead. No, I was just thinking what, like, something that's a bit unique for us as well is is just our remote complex, right, of being able to work in different places. So mm-hmm. how has that been in training, you know, staff that's not necessarily set in front of you like the traditional office? It's It has its challenges, but with technology now, it's not as hard as you think. And every interviewee brought that up. How will I be trained when it, we're a 100% <laughs> remote company? Like, how is this going to work? And through Zoom and our, you know, all of our uses of technology, it's it's like you can have a conversation as if you're in the same room. Um, yeah. So it's it's definitely, you know, we are a very tech forward company, and even in training, we utilize those capabilities. But it also it, you know, with the hundred percent remote, there's a trust factor, and so you really do need to vet those interviewees to make sure that they are gonna respond to that trust so what uh what was the biggest uh hurdle you know what what pissed you off the most this year when it comes to <laughs> operations and and the experience the most hmm there's a few uh, yeah don't give me don't give me five examples <laughs> okay. uh, God, fine give me your top two let's do that okay my top two is definitely technology um across the board uh technology we want it to do Seconded. certain things and it just uh, under delivers and then companies that you know they make all these pie in the sky wishes for us and and then we're left scrambling to try to figure out how to make things work the, that's definitely frustrating and we've seen it for years it really hasn't just been this year this year I think um, you know was just especially worse but even with you know the for example the fidelity is pushing this wellscape opening tool which is awesome letting people do everything through DocuSign, but then form, you know, firm specific forms are a struggle. So it's like everything gets you almost there and we needed to try to figure out how to get our clients all the way there. And that was definitely a struggle and frustrating. Well, there's always a wrinkle, right? And because we're a multi-custodian, we're working with unaffiliated advisors, not underneath our brand. Uh, there's a lot of uh, settings, right? Sometimes we all feel like we're drowning in settings. Mm. Like you, you forget one thing and you have to add it somewhere here. And and so I think, Christopher, we're not going to ask him about technology or else this podcast is going to be 45 <laughs> minutes long. Um, but but it's, listen, we've had our struggles uh, with technology, but, uh, you know, one of the things with being a small business is we can pivot quickly, mm-hmm. uh, change uh, direction and, and try to... Uh, to move forward. And with pivoting in mind, Jeff, uh, you're up next because one of the things that uh, we talk about a lot is, you know, your past career with a broker dealer, you were in charge of uh, vetting different advisory firms to come on to your platform or your broker dealer. And then coming to Potomac, it was kind of a switch because you were only talking about Potomac strategies. And now we've switched you again to go back and talking about uh, a collection of different managers, right? Potomac Strategies, in addition to uh, some of the other managers that we brought on to the Union UMA. Uh, what uh, dive into what, where your head's at? What 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 went well this year, and and uh, 
what what pissed you off? Uh, yeah, well, uh, as we do this, since it is the finale, I'm going to give a shout out to Yingling while I'm uh, enjoying this uh, this last podcast of the season. Um, you know, the the I think the it wasn't necessarily a struggle, but the biggest thing for me looking over the last year was a lot of this was between you and I in working on we had this idea, right? We're going to create the Union UMA. Well, that's all nifty, but there was so much work that went on in the background. And and even the simple, what sounds like a simple thing is no matter what your product or your service is, you have to have a relatable story. Why are you doing this, right? What is the, what is the reason behind, or I did this in an interview the other day, what is the passion that drives the action? And, and, you know, you have to figure out what that is. And that takes a lot of work and effort. And so... Uh, that Wait, was kind are of the, you, are you are you jumping into a motivational speech here now with that statement? No, no I'm not ready for TED Talk. No thanks. <laughs> all right, um, skip. All right, that but part. anyway, so so that was kind of the struggle. But it's exciting once you get done, and and so then yeah, we get back to the pivot point, right? You talk about the OCIO capabilities that that we offer, and that's that's my sweet spot. That's sort of my home sweet home, and uh, it's exciting to be able to get back to look at doing the due diligence on different strategists and looking at models and what what models go together what fit well and and we got lots of podcasts on those various topics but uh yeah that's exciting stuff i mean uh it's rewarding because when you talk to an advisor and i had one say this to me earlier when we first it was our first conversation about union uma he just he looked at me over the zoom meeting and said i can't believe it's taken me 20 years to find someone who realized you don't have to be huge to be successful and you're keeping it simple. You're providing me models to work with that are different combinations of strategists and, you know, a system to just do a lot of these things for me. So I can just go out and build business. That's awesome. Right. Have All right. So, so look, so, so, so success wise, success wise, uh, you were able to, uh, you know, start the research process, start the due diligence process, uh, bring management into the fold. Where, where was the road bump? Where, what, what tripped you up? What tripped me up? Well, so, like any, sometimes it's where do you start, right? So, so we have to start with the, the basics. If I've got to get some different, I, I wanted to have, you know, at least right out of the gate, a couple of different mutual fund type models, a couple of different ETF type models, some SMAs, right? You want to have strategic and tactical. And yet I didn't want to spend three years trying to make perfect. Uh, the reality is I wanted to find a handful you know, 10 or 12 really good strategists. And I think we've done that. And then we'll continue to add from here. But uh, that was the struggle. It's just kind of where do you where do you start, um, you know, that, that you can get the trades and things from efficiently and, and those kinds of things. Where do you draw the line as well, right? Because, you know, the more people you talk to, like, hey, what about this? And what about mm-hmm. that strategist? And, and so we've had to basically you know, uh, pace ourselves, right? Spread it out over, over a quarter or so and, yeah. and, and go at it like that. And so one thing you highlighted earlier that I love is, you know, getting back to what you love, right? And so a lot of times, you know, at Potomac in general, you have employees come in and you have a certain job. And then after three, six months, 12 months, it's like, all right, well, what do you like to do? You know, and because there's always that 20% of your job that you absolutely dislike. But if we can get to the 80, um, uh, that's a success, right? And and that brings me to marketing because Christopher Norton, <laughs> who's with us, you know, Christopher's Cheers. a creative person, right? Uh, and and creative people sometimes uh, don't like the the analytic side of it. And we threw it all on his plate and said, here, uh, create stuff and also tell us uh, the analytic, you know, background and why it's working and not working. 
And yeah. so, and then also here's two different products now to, to, to create uh, marketing right. around. So have at it. Right. And so with that being said, Christopher, as we came into this year, you know, we did a lot of things last year with the brand Potomac and what we wanted to right. be. And then coming into this year, we still have that and we still do, but we also had to veer and take a little bit of a pivot to Union UMA, which yeah, and it's, it's sort of the same thing, of, but it's also not. And so what, uh, let, take us back through this year. What, what, uh, what got you excited and, and what pissed you off? This is a year that everybody would say it felt like a decade, but from a marketing perspective, it, it really did feel like two separate years, the before we launched Union and the after, because the first half of the year was building on all the things we did last year, right? In, in defining what Potomac was and who we wanted to be and what we were here to do. And at the same time, behind the scenes, building the brand and the content and all of the, everything we wanted to do to promote union so that when we pulled that lever in the middle of the year, it was all ready to go and, and we could come out of the gate with momentum. And then the second half of the year was now taking all of that, which was really a, a year and a half's worth of brand work and, um, you know, what we call building the infrastructure of your brand to, to be able to tell your story and then just hitting the gas the second half of the year and getting as much content and ideas and video and podcasts and media and things in front of people to let them know that Union was there as was the other side of our business now with strategies. So it was it was an interesting year with that sort of clean division with the before and after, but it was it was a unique challenge for me to be able to be that hands-on with a brand before and after launch and frankly I enjoyed the hell out of it. Well, one of the things we talk about a lot on our calls, we'll just, you know, spitball and say, you know, what do you think about this strategy or what do you think about mm -hmm. that? And we both kind of shrug our shoulders and go, okay, well, let's test it. Uh, so right. what things did we test? Did you test? What what has you excited for 2021? Where, where's your head at? Yeah, there was, you know, there were some things that we knew were going to be challenging along the way. And then there were some things that we didn't know were going to challenge us. We, we didn't know that in the third quarter of the year, our email system would just completely stop working. And they wouldn't be able to tell us why, and we were going to have to go through the process of vetting a new one and getting it set up and warming up IP addresses and testing and doing all of these things. Um, so there, there were some unexpected things along the way that, that, that made it harder than we wanted it to be. But at the same time, we did a lot of other new things with doing different kinds of video ad series and doing different types of Google ads and finding different ways of getting our content in front of people that are outside the norm, a little bit outside what is expected. And not only did we find some success in there, but it opened up a new roadmap for us that has me really excited for 2021 with the way we're seeing this web start to work together. All the things that we talked about this year on the podcast and in what we wrote about marketing from PR to video to consistency to telling it like it is, we are now in, in, in the fourth quarter of this year, we're seeing the fruits of all of that work together. 
just just this last week, we had a journalist see something that we did in a podcast, which opened up an opportunity for a story, which led to another content opportunity. The, the way these things work together has been phenomenal. And one of the things, I think you were on a podcast with uh, Zach McDonald from uh, Mineral, and yeah. he, he quoted someone else, and I still love this quote. Like, you know, people go to Google to search, they go to social for fun. You know, you're, you're not going yep. to social for a white paper, right? So with that being right. said, how does that, how does that bug in your head, you know, work its way out in 2021? Yeah, we have a real distinct division of content that is emerging where the, the funny videos and things that we do that, that have generated a lot of interest for Potomac and, 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 and Union in particular with that on hold video series and things like that, like, those belong and should live in social media. It's just what Zach said, right? When you go to social, you're bored. If you go to search, you're busy. And and that's a very distinct type of content that we produce that's very different than some of the very specific things that we'll put together for a particular platform that we're on, uh, that we're going to make available in search because we know that's what people are looking for there. So I think as we go into next year, you're going to see this like real clear line between the type of content that we produce to be social and the type of content that we produce to answer people's questions. Yes. And that's very different. Right. And so, Jen, quickly, right. what, what do you what do you think about marketing this year? What what popped out as you know, that that was that was something that that was cool that we did or, or effective? Like, what, what are your thoughts from the from the back office? I think that the marketing this year has definitely gotten, I feel like anyway, so much more response than in the past. I've really enjoyed that we all had a hand in our little, um, our Instagram themes, work from home and love where you live. And I think that the marketing this year has just been more more effective. We've definitely grown the brand um, and it, it's exciting to see because we just launched it, was it two or three years ago? And now having all these followers and, and people, you know, liking us and retweeting us and things like that. It's, it's been great to see it all kind of come together this year. I'm just well, Jeff, we have another Jeff, podcast excited? person. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Jeff, are you, are you excited to write more blogs next year? Yeah, that's it. That's what I'll do. Remember that happy place? That wasn't it. <laughs> no, I'm, uh, I tell you what I'm happy for. I am ha- well. Okay, I'm happy for giggling. Um, I am happy for the fact that the phrase 2020 hindsight" has a new meaning, and that is, I'm yeah. so f-ing glad that that is looking at 2020 in hindsight. Right? I never thought yep. that would be so pertinent, but after 2020, I think everybody agrees for the most part, a big section sucked. Uh, fortunately, we've had a lot of successes here at Potomac from a business standpoint. But the work and effort and a lot of things, a lot of folks struggled. So let's just put 2020 uh, in hindsight for sure. Speaking of 2020 hindsight, it's 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 not something that we knew that we were going to be needing to prepare for. But I do think it's worth noting a big shout out to Manish that Potomac could not have been more set up for success for this year than we were. The way this company is built to be remote, to collaborate online, all the tools that we have put in place, like... Everybody else was playing catch up and we were already there. And that's worth noting. 
Yeah. Well, listen, from a, from a 2020, besides the pandemic, from a business owner point of view, 2020 has been awesome because you guys can't go anywhere. So you, even if you wanted, <laughs> even if you wanted to take a f- vacation, you couldn't. And so what else you do? You work. And so I really think that this has led to our success. Forget about everything you guys have said in the last 20 minutes. It simply comes down to the fact that you have nothing else to do but work. So <laughs> you guys might hate on 2020, but kind of like it. It's sad. All right. Well, before we, before we move, yeah. before we go any farther, what <laughs> I want to ask you, what was your suckage point for 2020? What was your biggest pain in the ass? Oh, that's a good question. Um, Preparing for baby number four. Yeah, no. Besides that, uh, you know, from from a business standpoint, I think Jen and I, uh, since we are on these calls a lot together, the technology aspect of it, as companies get bigger and bigger, their service gets shittier and shittier. And and that's not just within our business, but that's all across the world. And so that continues to be frustrating when, you know, I called our HR software the other day and, you know, it's a recording, so there's no emotion, but they're like, hey, you got a 55 to 60 minute wait. I'm like, uh, uh, okay, you know, and so that, that one example, you know, can be spread out to, to, to everything, you know, That's so technology is one of them. joke that we made in the union video where we said it was 27 minutes for the record. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you got to change that now because then it's yeah, we're going to go back and redo minutes. that. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then, you know, yeah, hiring, you know, I think Jen and I share the same thing. It's like, you, you know what you want, you put out there. Here's the thing. Before, if you have an office, you know you have a 20-mile radius, right? Very few people are going to drive three hours right. to go to work, right? Yeah. So that is actually helpful to, to limit the crowd. But in this case, it's the entire United States. So, you know, you're wow. putting an ad I everywhere and you're getting hundreds that. and thousands of applicants. And That's um, a really good point. And it, it, that makes it even harder. It's, here's, it, we're all flexible. We can all now work from anywhere. So, but now you have to decide where you want to work. Right. And so it's it's a it's a, a blessing and a curse there. So I think those are the biggest struggles. All right. Well, on a on a separate note, then I know, uh, you know, you've you've as Chris, uh, as Christopher mentioned, uh, you know, you've spearheaded several different things to uh, essentially set the company up for success. And, and certainly we appreciate that. Uh, but what were what was kind of the biggest success for you? Was it creating the funds? Was it opening union? I mean, was it something else entirely? What was what was your happy place for 2020? You know, I, I think it's it's research and development across the board. Uh, you know, when every year when you sit down, you know, this is not the Manish Kata show or annuity payment for myself. It's what can we put back into the business to grow different silos of the business. And that's important. So research and development is huge, not only from, you know, converting all of our programming to a new system to help with some of the money management, the investment in the funds, the investment in Union UMA, the technology we use um, across the board. You know, Jennifer and Jeff, you're probably not even aware of some of the stuff Christopher is doing and vice versa. You know, the, the different things we're signing up for. These things add up. I see the bills every month and they add up. But you have to close your eyes and and just pay them because they're they're for a greater good. And so being able to put the research and development into place uh, and then also growing the team. Right. It's it's you're taking a chance because I am a strict uh, believer in hiring into growth. Uh, a lot of times if you wait till after the fact, uh, you're playing catch up. And so, you know, we hired Chelsea and literally, I think, eight weeks later, we had to turn around and, and do it again. And so 
you know, that that's uh, I'm proud of that because as a team, we got together, you know, we're putting the people in place, putting the training in place and 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 working together. And, and that's the fun part about being in a small business, right? If there's not 29 departments and lines, it's it's everyone is trying to helping each other out. Well, and that's something you mentioned, right? A, a, a small company. I love the fact that we all have direct lines. So not just we obviously can speak to each other, but our our advisors, our relationships call us directly. Right? And, uh, no hunt groups here. Um, so well, that's that's, that's, uh, that's the next blog. I'm working on a blog right now because of the frustration I had recently on trying to get a hold of someone. Right? You, you've been through that exercise where you go to the support site today, and then it sends it sends you to an FAQ. Well, I don't want to fucking search through questions, but if you can't find your question, then click here and send you back to the initial search. And it's, you know, we pride ourselves on saying, look, go to our connect page. You can chat with us. You can email us. You can call us directly. You can go to social, whatever you want. You know, don't hide it. So, you know, that's a big push going for 2021 is, you know, we want to double down on customer service. Um, and we want to double down on being available, answering questions, and getting back to you. I did a podcast the other day, and I told them it's an unwritten sort of mandatory rule that if you don't get back to a client in 24 hours, you better have a really good excuse why you did it. Even if it's to say, hey, I'm going to get back in touch with you soon when I get an answer. Um, and that's what we want to build from the top down across the company. Just be accountable to, to your clients. It's pretty cool, and you really step back and think about it. I mean, from a uh, from a company standpoint, a year ago we were a company that basically had our own little line of product uh, advisory, you know, models that you had to come direct to, and now we're available on you know in models on Investnet and Adhesion and right, all kinds of other uh, locations for advisors to use, and you can come direct. And oh, by the way, we also have a union UMA, so we have our own TAMP. I mean, think about that in a year. One year. It's that's it's insane. part of the plan. It's part that's of the insane. plan, right? It's yeah, it's, you it's exciting. Be, you you want to be everywhere, and you want to uh, you want to meet the demand where it is. And and before it was very closed off. Whereas now we want to meet advisors. We want to help advisors win on their home turf, not necessarily ours. Absolutely. All right. So what's next, Manish? Let's let's end this with uh, some tips. Usually we do recommendations, uh, shows, gadgets, things like that, but. But in this case, if an advisor is listening, and hopefully a lot of them are, you know, <laughs> I want to ask each of you, we'll start with Jen, name one thing that if you could give an advisor a, a helpful tip on, it could be a product, could be anything uh, that can help them into 2021, what would that be? I would say hands down, it would be DocuSign. We, um, we really embraced it this year because of the technology needs, because of the pandemic. And we have trained a lot of uh, advisors offices how to use it. And I just feel like that's where the industry is pushing. All the custodians are pushing to DocuSign. Um, And in this environment, it's safe, it's efficient, it's quick, it's effective. Any company I deal with personally, I want them to use DocuSign because I hate filling out forms by hand. So definitely DocuSign for me. Absolutely. Jeff, what do you got? Yeah, mine is uh, along the same vein. And it's it's kind of the environment that we all live in now. And that is a, a simple tool called Soapbox. It, it is essentially a very efficient and inexpensive way to create a quick ad hoc video that goes into an email. So instead of being the impersonal email, right, uh, it's 
an actual video of you talking directly to that prospect or client. And I think something that 2020 differentiated here was face-to-face and in-person used to be synonymous. They were the same. Now, in-person means you're physically there, but face-to-face, you can do that, whether it be pandemic, whether it be they live across the country or whatever. And Soapbox is one cheap step towards that, face-to-face. And I know Mr. Video Guy, Mr. Video Guy on the call definitely will second that notion uh, for on, sure on, on yeah. video. And and so Christopher, what do you what's your what's your one tip to to advisors for 2021? So my, mine would be something with all the marketing things that we've talked about. I don't think we've ever mentioned on this podcast. There is a resource out there called Sprout Social, and if if you and a as an advisor are going to be involved in social media at all. It would be my absolute number one recommendation for marketing. The the tools that it gives you to share things across platform, schedule content, reply to it in real time, and get really in-depth and valuable analytics. It is fantastic. Is, yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Is this is this your sales pitch to get off the free version? <laughs> no, 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 no. This is not this is not an internal pitch. This is just this is just my experience of vetting however many other things that we tried and tools that would do part of things and other things. And I, it just this is there's no silver bullet, but this is the best social tool I've ever used, hands down. Okay, Mr. Manish, what's on your list, buddy? Yeah, so with uh, my, my recommendation here, I'll wrap this up with Teamwork Software, which is what uh, Christopher recommended we use last, uh, I guess, earlier this year. Uh, probably one of the best pieces of things that we've uh, installed at Potomac. And it's a task-based software to keep everyone accountable of uh, what they have planned. And in a remote company especially, you know, there, there, there's no punch in and punch out clocks. It's about being accountable and doing the tasks you're supposed to do and making sure you're there for your, uh, your teammate. And so uh, I would recommend every advisor out there put in place. It's cheap. It's $12 a month per user. And, you know, you can start putting these tasks in for different projects. And so that, that, that's something that I think every advisor should, should put together. Any closing thoughts from anyone before we wrap this up? 2020 is looking bright. You, mm-hmm. <laughs> Cheers to 2020. 2021. If, if you <laughs> haven't already, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Oh, yeah. oh, there you go. I like that. That's a good tip. Yeah, so we, we are going to push YouTube a lot more in 2021. And so please, if you uh, want to connect with us and stay up, uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, you can obviously reach us on uh, multiple access points. I don't need to go over them. Have a great holiday, a great Christmas, a great New Year. We appreciate all of our listeners. Um, keep the feedback and the questions coming. It, it really keeps us going when we get those um, uh, positive feedback as well as constructive cr- criticism. So thank you very much from all of us. And uh, cheers to season three. And we are on to season four. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks. Bye. All the best. All opinions expressed by podcast guests are solely their own and do not reflect the opinions of Potomac Fund Management. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Clients of Potomac Fund Management may maintain positions and securities discussed in this podcast.